Welcome to Games on Earth, episode 91 for Thursday, oh my August God. 17th. I missed last week. I didn't realize. 17. 91, Bradley. Holy shit. With me, as always, we've got Bradley Bichino. Hey, it's me. And with last me, as w- always, is Derek Thompson. Oh, yeah. Last week, it was Bradley Less. This week, it's Bradley... Uh, what? Oh, dang it. What's a word for when it's only one thing? I don't know. Never mind. <laughs> this this week is prim, primarily Brad-centric episode. Um, it's just Brad and I. It's a busy season. People are busy. Uh, Jesse's working as we speak right now, uh, working those late hours. Brad, you've the been working those late hours. Slave. That's why you weren't you weren't here last week. I was late working hours. last week. Yeah. Oh my god. It was yeah. Talk about talk about that work schedule. It sounds like hell. Okay, so. Last week, Monday, I worked from 8.30 to 5.30, took an hour break, and then worked until 3 a.m. the next morning. Jesus Christ. Yada, yada, yada. It was like that every day. I worked like 63 hours between Monday and Thursday. Jeez. Technically Friday, because Thursday, when I went in, I didn't get out until Friday morning at 11.30 a.m. Jesus, no. Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that sounds no, th- no, thank you. Yeah, um, but like that's you know that's money, in the money, past. You know, right? Oh, money, yeah. money. Yeah, tell yeah. me about it, dude. Time and a half for all that overtime. I uh, think once all the bills are paid at the end of the month, I might pick up uh, a new VR headset. Talk about that. Yeah, what what are you looking forward for that? Looking forward to with that? Like, well, there are I. I'm ready to dip my toes in. There's plenty of VR experiences out there. I think that mm-hmm. um, I'm really excited to try. Um, but mainly Skyrim VR, man. That's what I'm getting it for. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of why I want one, too. Now. Ever since I saw that uh, E3, I was like, well, now I kind of need to get a, a VR thing. Because even if it's not like... Even if the textures aren't great and, like, the gameplay is kind of stilted because you're either teleporting around or, like, you get, I don't know, weird movement. Movement's always weird in VR. But even if all of that's happening and it's still kind of weird, just being able to walk around in in, in a 360 perspective, like, mm-hmm. looking around and seeing that world and, like, just, just teleporting around or walking around Whiterun or, like, going up to a cool river and just it's, hanging uh, out. Eat, just, just hanging eat out. Your, eat your lunch and <laughs> just like have your headset on. Just be like, wow. They should make a mod specifically for uh, PSVR or not, well, for VR, uh, Skyrim, where it's like you play as just a merchant. So you're not, you don't have to like worry about like getting attacked or like scary instances. You can just kind of like make your way around the, the land and sell things. And, <laughs> and it's, it's VR centric. I think yeah. that'd be amazing. I know they have some mods already that do that. And I wonder how, I mean, like, it should be compatible with VR. Yeah, I think, you'd think, right? Like, Yeah. I think that'd be, I think VR adds a whole new layer of role-playing opportunities. Because a lot of the things that I've thought about doing in the game are pretty deep role-playing experiences but not heavy on the gameplay experience and i think maybe the vr aspect will add that 
layer, interesting layer to it to keep keep you into your character. Yeah, but, I was just thinking, like, speculating, like, what would a new Elder Scrolls what would game like? be like? It can't have that combat engine, right? Like, no, because like when I think of Elder Scrolls, I think of like the, there's two things I think about that are like way behind the times. It's the loading screens between entering and exiting any building or anywhere, really. And it's the combat. And yeah. I'm just like, what would a new Elder Scrolls game look like? I don't know. It just seems like a crazy endeavor to actually... It'd be hard. I think it's hard to picture it. I, yeah. I know there's a leak uh, around E3 that listed the whole calendar of product developments. Didn't they say Elder like, Scrolls wouldn't be to, to like... 2024 or something yeah somewhere between like 2021 and 2024 or something jesus and i just just saying those dates Uh, saying those dates the year is 2024 (laughs) oh god (sighs) time moves too fast but there's some multiplayer games coming out too i think this year for um the vr which will be exciting start listing some of them out like what are you well uh, there's there's that Shooter, the cover-based shooter that's coming out. I forgot oh the yeah, name of I heard it. about that. Um, and then uh, there's also a racing game, which I mean seems pretty standard, but yeah, racing in VR, in VR would be exactly fun. very arcadey feeling, like having that awesome arcade at home. And I think that's basically what a lot of the games kind of feel like right now. Yeah, but like. You just add in VR to yeah. any sort of game, and it be- immediately becomes a lot more like interesting and a lot right. more fun. Like, <clears throat> there's a pong. There's like basically a <laughs> tennis type game that's multiplayer right now. But I mean, these things sound like fun, but I doubt um, they'll really last. Yeah. I think Elder Scrolls is like that's the the number one selling thing for me. Yeah, I think. For me, it's like it's Elder Scrolls on uh, not online. Elder Scrolls uh, VR, Super Hot VR, uh, Res Infinite. Um, I can't think of anything else there's off the a, top of my head. There's like a is it called Legend? There's like a fantasy style like experience. Hmm. They call it. It's not a full fledged game, but you do actually interact with the environment. It's kind of like a walking simulator, but with yeah. some really good narrative. Cool. Yeah, I wanna, yeah, it's I, exciting. It's yeah. the the VR frontier. We we've all tried it at this point, but it's about like I I don't know if there's a game out right now with like the breadth of Skyrim for VR or like uh, and that's kind of what I think everyone's been waiting for is like a real air quotes real VR game, like a full thing you could sit down and that's just play for horror. hours. <laughs> that's not what. That's not horror. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess yeah. Resident Evil is out, and that that's apparently pretty good in VR um, for people who want to shit their their games. pants. Yeah, yeah. That sounds scary as fuck. Uh, no, thank you. Um, <laughs> uh, I've seen a little bit of that game, and a little bit was enough for me. I, I uh, would would you get that? You think would you get Resident Evil and play through that? I don't VR? know. See, what do you feel the, about horror games? I something about okay horror. I like horror. There's nothing better than calling up Jesse Brown and saying, hey, do you want to go see Ouija at the theater? <laughs> Ouija. 
Um, and I like horror movies, but when it comes to the video games, I think it's the difference between seeing a horror movie being like getting that jump scare or just like getting really, um, like having that cerebral experience. Yeah. I can in the moment be like, Oh, it's just a, just a movie. But in the, in the game, it's just like, Oh my God, I am the one progressing through this horror. (laughs) I'm living, I'm creating this horror for myself. Like the fact that I am choosing to continue playing this game, (laughs) it's, it's, that the, t- the the timer's ticking for the next like in-game jump yeah. scare with every step you take forward. I guess there is like another uh, like another thing like when you don't take a step forward, you know nothing's probably going to happen usually in most games. Yeah. Although that's changed with a certain ga- like uh what was that? There's like an Alien game that came out recently. Um Alien Oh, I forgot what it's called. Never mind. But you're like actually hunted um actively. Which that's that sounds like the kind of horror game that would be interesting. Yeah, um, I don't know. Whatever. It, it sounds really cool. Nope. It's really exciting. I I can't wait to to uh, check out more VR stuff. Mm-hmm. Um. But anyway, uh, what have you what have you been playing? Uh, well, you just talked about VR for a sec. I'll, I'm gonna get into what yeah. I've been playing. We're gonna have a, a relatively short episode here since everyone's so busy and stuff. But I'll just get right into it. No Man's Sky version one point three. Um, Chris isn't on the podcast right now, so I can't have a big argument with him. <laughs> Jesse's not on the podcast right now, so I this won't have... This is the time uh, to talk about it. It's yeah. been almost a year, it's almost been a year since yeah. the uh, game launch. So. Yes, it, yeah, it's like, uh, it's actually after a year. It's a few days later, or like a week after a year. What? Let me try and put... Okay, the 1.3 update came out one year after No Man's Sky launched, and that came out last week. Okay. And... I believe it is now a complete game. <laughs> yeah. If, if to, using that argument that people were using a year ago and people were so pissed about. Um, and like, it's a shame. Like I said, I've said, I've had this argument a few times. It's a shame that the game has such a bad rep. Uh, because now I think it's finally in a place where it is, uh, it has hooks now that are actually interesting and actually fun. And they've done certain things. A lot of it's quality of life improvements. Um, mm-hmm. So No Man's Sky, if you don't know, if you never listened to our many arguments about this, it's a game where you, you start out on a planet with a crashed ship, no memory of what happened before, and you kind of got to repair your ship. It takes about, uh, that part takes about a half hour, maybe less. Um, repair your ship and then set out into the stars and start finding answers as to what's going on. Uh, you get this signal from these beings that are like spheres red spheres and you have to kind of so what what are these all about and then you meet all these alien species and when you meet them you don't know any of their language they kind of just communicate to you in gestures and you have to kind of you have like uh dialogue choices to kind of try to interpret what you think they mean but as you're adventuring and you can fly to any any planet any anywhere in the solar system that you're in and you'll find like ancient ruins or like old broken down factories where you'll find like uh, oh yeah I just learned the Viking which is one of the races I learned the Viking word for spaceship so then when you talk to a Viking he'll be like spaceship warrior like you'll learn like certain words and you'll start being able to piece together what they say and that's like a super interesting thing I thought I always thought. 
and that's been in the game forever. But um, so you're venturing this through the solar system, and then you you get the ability to warp, and then you can warp to other solar systems. And the basic uh, sort of through pathway of the game is to make your way to the center of the galaxy. But now there's so many objectives and so many other things you can do. I haven't even thought about going to the center of the galaxy yet. Um, in their first or second update, they added base building, which is really, really cool. And you can build out your base and get, uh, there's whole quest lines. Like you get people that come into your base and it's like, Hey, I'm your construction officer. Um, well, you gotta go find a construction officer at a space station. You just go find, you go to a certain space station and find them. Um, well, not a certain one. Like you have to go find them. Sorry. And nothing is certain. The other thing about the whole galaxy of no man's sky is that every planet's generated, um, so the odds of uh, anyone else having been there are extremely slim. You'll see planets where other people have visited, and they'll leave their mark. You can, like, rename planets. If you're the one to discover things, you can rename them. So, like, planets, plants, beasts, um, solar, even uh, whole solar systems. So I, uh, I found a really cool planet. It has, like, uh, it's kind of tundra-y. It's got trees. Uh, it kind of reminds me of, like, a, like Alaska. Um, and uh. there was an abandoned base station there and I landed and I like went in there. I was like, I'm going to make this my new home. And so I, you like kind of set it as your home and then it's like, all right, well you need someone to help you oversee construction of this. Go to the nearby space station and ask for help, you know, and you go get this guy and he can speak your language and he helps you out. And he's like, all right, so we're going to need this to build windows. We're going to need this to build these things. Oh, you want to uh, develop more blueprints for all of your your spaceship and your weapons, everything that's customizable. We're going to need a science officer for that. So go find a science officer. So I went and did that, and he's like this computer guy. And then he has missions too. And then suddenly I have like two quest givers basically in my base. And then eventually it's like, oh, you're going to need a weapon specialist because you want to get really better fun. guns. Like and astroneer like level. Oh, um, totally. Well, it's even deeper than Astroneer. It's definitely deeper than Astroneer because you're – in Astroneer, you're kind of locked to like a few planets with basically the same stuff in them. Mm-hmm. And like the basic progression is like, oh, get these – dig around and get like these uh, uh, things you can research, research things. Right. Research them to learn new things. Well, in No Man's Sky, you kind of are slowly gaining from everything you do. Like uh, I'm trying to describe like – so you're learning new languages, you're getting new blueprints, but it's on a, it's on a much wider scale than Astroneer because you have your spaceship, your exosuit, and your multi-tool. And the multi-tool is like your weapon and your mining device. Your spaceship, can you can go find and buy new ones and customize them. Um, so there's like a billion different variabilities between all three of these different things. And you're slowly, constantly progressing each one up and building them up. So it's like, oh, now my exosuit lasts longer in hazardous environments. Or now I'm immune to high temperatures. Or um, like now my mining tool mines super fast. Or if I can spec it more toward being like a, a weapon, I can kill animals or uh, uh, enemy robot things faster. And so <clears throat> this is just that base update. And that's kind of what I've been digging into mostly. Oh, really? Uh, but cause, because, like, it's giving me so many objectives in this, like, home system I'm at. And it's like, okay, well, to build this, you're going to need a guy from this race. And there's none, no, none of this race, like, these robot people in this solar system. So you have to go somewhere else. You have to just go find them. So I was like, well, okay, I'll have to just go out into space and find them. 
and then I come back to my home, and it, it's cool. Having that home, it's something that the first game didn't have. It felt really aimless without having, like, a home base. Um, eventually, I'm kind of I'm, I'm building up to getting, like, this teleporter you'll get at your home base, which will allow you to go back there in the future. So then I'll start kind of venturing out more um, so that I could, vent, I could teleport back to my home. But, um, yeah, having, like, a, a home station with basically quest givers filling it and being able to customize it however I want, build it out, make it look cool. Um, and while I'm doing that, uh, I'm mining stuff and I'm, I'm getting better blueprints and slowly progressing my knowledge of these other cultures. Um, I think another thing they did in this update was uh, it's a lot easier to sustain yourself. So the, when the game first came out about a year ago, it was kind of like a not great survival game. You were always, everything you did expended some sort of energy. And it still does. Like when you use your mining laser, you're using the charge of your mining laser. And when your mining laser run, runs out of charge, you have to recharge it with a certain element. And huh. same thing with your oxygen supply, same thing with your shields on your ship, and everything. Everything needs to recharge. But like the resources you need to recharge things are much more plentiful. And like plutonium, for example. In my previous save, uh, plutonium is used to charge your boosters on your on your spacecraft to get you off the the planet. Basically, um, if you don't have any plutonium, you're basically grounded on that planet. Well, what happened was, uh, like nine months ago, whenever I stopped playing No Man's Sky, was because I got stranded on a planet without plutonium, and oh, shit. I was just running for hours. Like, and I was like, how can there be no plutonium? I need it, and when I get it, I'm gonna have to go back all the way to my ship just to refuel it. And it's, it became just like this really ridiculous, dumb chore, which I feel like now, I don't know if there's systems in place or if I've just been lucky. I just don't think that really happens anymore. I've had everything I need uh, nearby at least. And there are certain fetch quests where it's like, all right, well, there's, you need to go get this flower. It grows in caves. And I'm like, okay, well, I'll just go look for some caves. And I found some caves and sure enough, there was the flower I needed. It didn't set a point on my map where I, where the caves were, but I, I could just figure it out. And I, that was really rewarding. Um, there's, oh, okay. So is, is there a map, like a quest guiding system in place then or no? Uh, there is for like, go to this, like, so you'll go to like an installation or something. You can scan any, you can scan at any time and it'll like mm-hmm. scan the world and it'll show you nearby, like, like very close, like a minute away, um, resources, um, and it'll show you, usually, when you scan, it'll show, like, one far away thing. You won't know what the thing is until you get there in a lot of instances. It could be a beacon. It could be an abandoned spaceship that you could, rich, like, repair and make your new spaceship. It could be an old uh, factory where you could find cool new blueprints. It could be, uh, I think they're called listening posts or something, where you could um, be like, okay, you can input what you want to look for. You can be like, I'm looking for some alien ruins. And then it has you, like, solve a number puzzle. And then if you solve it, it will uh, show you where that is. Whether or not it's on the planet or not is, is that can be, it can be in a different planet in the solar system, which is cool, too. But the marker will appear, and you'll be like, okay, I could go there now. Um, if you run out of resources, I don't know if this was in the original game either, um, but it was frustrating. It was like, if you run out of resources to warp to other systems, it will, like, the quest to go to other systems will turn into... Hey, go find a new warp coil, and it will point oh. you where to go to get one. 
I guess um, that's helpful. If you're going to have a quest guiding system, you might as well have one that changes yeah. based on what your current progression is. So. Yeah, totally. That yeah, it's super great. I don't know if that's new either. <laughs> Again, I, I'm not. I, I haven't really played in a year, so. Um, I know in the second update, okay, the first update, that was all uh, the buildings and stuff. Second update, they added uh, ground vehicles and a few other things. I'm not really sure. I I don't think I've even gotten to that point. I haven't driven a ground vehicle yet, but I could totally see its use because I feel like the planets themselves in this new update or maybe before at some point, they cranked up their planet generation technology because pretty much every planet I go to is interesting geographically and like the flora and fauna like there's trees like and and big open sea areas and uh more interesting wildlife than before they don't all look so stupid and dopey like before um i'm sure there's there's plenty of <laughs> I mean, reddit yeah. have you fodder come for across that. any weird looking things yet I oh always, yeah there's i don't mind coming across weird shit in oh, video games no no there's definitely there's totally weird shit yes but it's not, I mean, when the game first came out, I feel like everyone was kind of saying the same weird shit. It was kind of like uh, these, like, yeah. five-foot-tall, dopey-looking, like, cow things. Yeah. Um, now, uh, I feel like the generation their, their generator is a lot more, um, a lot smarter. Uh, because now you'll find little dudes that are, like, I don't know, little crappy, like, spider dudes that hurt you. Or, like, giant fucking biggest buildings beasts. Oh, so there's hostile... Oh, monsters? yeah. Monsters? Yes. Okay, because see, I've watched a little bit of gameplay, and I was not sure whether or not there was predators or... I think on my home planet, there's only one predatory species, and they look like a brain with tentacles, and they're kind of freaky. Mm. Um, I think that's the only one on my home planet. I can kill them really fast, too, but I'm also really far away from the center of the galaxy. I'm pretty sure the closer you get to the center of the galaxy, the more hostile the planets get. Um and the more diverse geographically, I believe. Um, I'm not positive about that, but I'm pretty sure. Also, the more aggressive the Sentinels get. Um, the Sentinels are like this force of robots. It's basically like the police force of the galaxy. And anytime you're mining shit uh, or uh, killing animals, uh, they'll come and investigate. And if they see you doing it, they'll attack you. And if you d- destroy them... Uh, if you attack them, they'll start calling for help. And if you don't destroy them before they call for help, then your like bounty will go up basically, and more advanced enemies will start appearing. Like and I think wa- I think there's like wanted level. Yeah, you're, you have a, you get a wanted level basically, like a GTA style wanted level. And the the interesting thing is like when you kill them, they drop good shit that you need in some instances. Uh, so you like there. I'm actually I have a quest right now. It's like kill five sentinels. But, like, after the Sentinels die, they're like little robots, little cam bots, basically. They, they look like little ca- floating cameras. Um, but after, if they call for help, eventually there'll be, like, walkers coming out. And then, uh, and like, uh, ships and stuff will start attacking. Like, it gets intense. If you um, kill them all, does it just drop all away, like, your wanted level? Yeah, yeah. If, if you can kill them all before they call for help, um, then you're want, you'll go back to zero. So, like, if you get your witness, if one of them witnesses you, like, killing a giant monster or a giant beast for its, for its delicious meat, um, you can kill it. And if you kill it quick enough, it, will, uh, it won't be able to alert the authorities. Um, or you can just escape, usually. You can run away um, if you're crafty enough. But the, the higher level ones are really scary. 
<laughs> yeah. Um, so I know in the second update that came out, they had, like I said, they added vehicles and some other stuff. And then in this third update, they added quite a few things. Um, a few of them I've probably already mentioned, uh, like the generation uh, planets. It seems a lot more coherent. Uh, but they also added a 30-hour storyline on top of the kind of loose one that was in the initial game. So they've added 30 hours of specifically story-related content, which is that's I mean that's that's bigger than big most games. That's and huge. That's free, huh? Yeah, yeah. Uh, with the update, it's totally free. And the up- yeah, the up- it's all free. Um, uh, so they added 30 hours of storyline. They've added um, multiplayer in that you will now see um, like if you're in the same solar system as other people, you'll be put into like I think it's 16 players total. Um, although they don't really surface that in the game, uh, can inhabit the same solar system. And uh, you'll see them as like these weird energy balls because the whole storyline of, uh, of this new expansion or this new update is that like the fabric of reality is tearing. So you'll see them as like this anomaly. And you, huh. can, com- you can communicate locally. Like there's local chat, nearby chat. So if, if someone's near you, you can talk to them and be like, hey, what's going on? Um, the chances of seeing another player, again, uh, are really low. I haven't seen one yet, but I've seen videos of people actually interacting in the game. And uh, that's really neat. Um, it's not where people wanted it to be when the game came out, but they never showed a video of people playing together in the initial... Never mind. I don't want to get in that argument again. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm not going to argue that. There's multiplayer in the game now. You'll see, you'll see other players. You'll see them flying by. You'll, they'll stop, say hi. Um, you can, if you have a friend you, and you meet up in the same area, if you find each other somehow, um, I don't know how you'd even do that. The galaxy is so fucking huge. Um, anyway, if you find each other, uh, you, would, you could potentially hang out on the same planets together. I don't think you'd be able to shoot the same monsters. I think it's just kind of like a communication thing. Um, but uh, it's cool. It's a cool addition. It's yeah. neat. Um, have you seen anybody yet? No, I, I, I still I haven't seen anyone. Um, I, I hope to, but I kind of don't. I feel like it would scare the shit out of me. I see this like shit <laughs> suddenly come down and be like, oh my god, there's a person. Oh my god. Uh, I, I feel like I'd just freak out actually. Um, but yeah, aside from the story, uh, there's this. Uh, they've kind of changed the galaxy itself a little bit. Um, now, um, like there's conflict levels in star systems and like specific star system based economies and wealth. So like you can go to a like uh, war torn, poor star system and there'll be like battles going on. And I don't know. I don't, I haven't seen any battles or anything, but um, if the conflict level is high, like it's, it's a lot more dangerous is what I'm saying. I see. And you could buy goods from like a wealthy place and sell them at an unwealthy place or like, now there's a global market. There wasn't a global market before. Um, you can like buy goods and sell goods at different places for higher, lower money, you know, and mm-hmm. uh, be like a trader. Actually, um, another thing they added is freighters, which are these massive, massive ships, like huge, and you can store like six ships in one, and then fly the freighter. And it also has its own storage compartments as well. Um, and then if you have a freighter, you can build space stations. From like by using the freighter, it just it it seems so far away for me right now, um, but it seems really really neat. Uh, I, I'm I'm really excited to get to that. 
Um, yeah, it kind of seems like it might have a similar, like when I think of Eve online. <laughs> yeah, a little like bit. When you're, you're starting off, you're like, oh, I got this little tiny ship, but look at these fucking huge ships that <laughs> other people have or that I could get. It um, seems... Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. It, they're they're huge. Like seriously, the scale in this game is probably one of the most impressive things. But these ships are massive, uh, like ten times bigger than the base I have built already, if not more. Um, there's also uh, crash freighters you can now explore. Um, new uh, biomes, tons of new biomes that they've added to the game, which is and like I said before, I'm pretty sure they they cranked up like the world generation. Um, mm-hmm. There was a really annoying thing in the first release of the game where you weren't able to fly like any lower than 50 yards above the ground. So there was never a chance of like hitting a mountain or like trees or anything. You could never get low um, in your ship. So it, was, it wasn't really exciting when you see like cool, interesting terrain because you couldn't fly through like a, a mountainous gorge or anything. But now you can. Now you can, you can fly like right to the ground basically, which is scary too, but it's super fun. Um, and with that, there's also, um, they overhauled the space, uh, the dog fighting mechanic, basically. Uh, it's a lot, lot, it's a lot better. Um, and also it, enemies will follow you onto a planet surface. And so you'll have these dog fights where you're like bobbing and weaving through mountains and stuff now. Um, it's, it's really neat. I uh, also, um, there's like missions, mission dealers, like contracts for like bounty hunts in the game now, like just side quests everywhere. There's so much fucking content. I cannot believe it. Mm. Uh, it, it it's, uh, it's crazy. Um, new, brand new economy. I'm actually now, now I'm looking at a website. I wasn't before, but now I am, uh, harvesting. So you can like set up harvesters in certain areas that will like generate, or like harvest minerals and stuff for you, which is cool. Um, yeah, one sec. New UI. Uh, oh yeah, they did a visual overhaul. That's another thing I noticed. Um, everything's a lot sleeker looking. Uh, and previously, like in the initial game, it was very. I, I don't know, like low resolution, and it was blurry in a lot of instances. Mm-hmm. Like far away things, distant things would be very blurry. Um, it, it, flying down to a planet would be this like the planet would load so slowly that you'd be almost at the ground before like the textures of the planet came in. And they've improved that greatly. It still isn't perfect. Um, you still see like like rivers and stuff pop in and trees pop in. But it's not as it used to be like you'd fly down and just you'd be looking at a gray ball that would just like chunk by chunk generate. Right. I know exactly what you mean. Like it was pretty exaggerated in Astroneer when you first launched the planet. Yep. yep. It's just, just like, like that. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, another thing they added is um, oh yeah, terrain editing. Like just like Astroneer, you can now. Uh, I saw you doing that. That's yeah, neat. You can now like just pull, push and pull terrain, uh, and like build uh, the land like you'd will, uh, how you'd like, or dig tunnels into mines and stuff. That's that's come in handy numerous times where I'm just like underground and I'm like, okay, I need to get the fuck out. I need to just go, uh, hmm. and you just turn on your laser for like a second and it just cuts through like butter, just making a perfect tunnel. Um, it is 
so much fun. I, I don't know. I, 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 it's such a shame that this game got panned so hard. Maybe it deserved it. I don't know. I'm just going to yeah. say right now. Mistakes were made. Yeah, I think mis- that if this game came out with the stuff that it has now, I think things may have been different. Oh, Maybe they I think, be, I think it, it would be completely different if it came out with what it has right now. Yeah, with, like, probably. Even just having like this rudimentary uh, multiplayer, um, it's kind of like this multiplayer that they put in right now, it seems like the first step towards like a full like oh there's the other player multiplayer are they gonna um, continue updating it yeah yeah this isn't done for, by any means um hmm. and yeah i wish this is the game that came out a year ago and i admit yeah they did make mistakes last year when this game when uh no man's sky came out but it is better than ever right now it, it is it is amazing it is fundamentally a different game i would say no okay Fundamentally, it's the same game. It's a much, much better version of that game, though. <laughs> yeah, I, I get, I get what you're saying. Um, so yeah, that's No Man's Sky again, version one point three. I think it's worth it now. If you were on the fence before, I enjoyed the game initially, but I think it's much, much better now. Um, and I can't wait to just. Also, it's still the best fucking game to just relax to, to just like. I'm just going to wander around this cool planet and just catch, catch some waves, bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, are you, do you have any interest in it? I do. I'm kind of, you know, um, waiting for it to go on sale. Yeah. Just because I have a full plate right now. What's on your plate? Figure, yeah. Let's get uh, into what, what, are you, what have you been playing? And Elder Scrolls Legends, like, that's all I've been able to fit in lately um, because of... Well, the way you say my, that makes it sound like you haven't been playing it a lot. Um, I have been playing it a lot. I think I probably have, like, f- maybe up to 60 hours in this game. Yeah, man. I dropped, that- like, 50, 60 bucks on it already because I bought the promotional packs, which... And then I spent... Um, 50 bucks on the Sky, uh, Skyrim, Heroes of Skyrim expansion. How, how is that? How is the Heroes of Skyrim? It, it, a lot of cool cards. Basically, it changed, it changed the meta drastically from the original games. Because most people don't, most new players like me who started in June haven't really experience the core card set very much because this game actually has been out for over a year it came out in 2016 um but like having it come to phones that's had that's gotta be a huge influx of new players yeah so um it kind of puts me on the same playing field as a lot of as everyone else which i like i've had a lot of success so I'm working my I, I'm actually gonna try and get to legend rank, which I'm almost rank seven. I've got like fifteen fourteen fifteen days left um to climb up the ladder, but it's been fun. I've got a dragon deck right now, so I'm like master dragon commander. It's really <laughs> really cool. Awesome. Uh, yeah, that's 
that's sweet. Are you gonna keep going with it like strong, like this strong? Like, are you still? Yeah. You, what what does what does legendary mean? Like, what is that like? Well, once you get le- at legendary, you get uh, special rewards at the end of the month, uh, along with all the other milestones that you hit. Um, I think rank nine, five, and three, or or something like that. Mm-hmm. You get special rewards at the end of the month. Um, one of them being an epic card. Um, and then I think if you get legendary, it, I don't think it's a legend. You'd, I don't think you get a legendary, but you get coins and dust and special cards or something. Awesome. So, but yeah, I still have Dishonored to play through. I haven't had time to sit down. That's a game that when I sit down and play a mission, it could take me anywhere from an hour to three hours to do one <laughs> mission. Yeah. So that's been hard to it's been hard to play uh, uh, like anything that requires that amount of time. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, are things kind of cooling down for you then at work and stuff? Well, no. J- Jesse's at work still, so what am no. I even saying? No, <laughs> things are ramping up again. Damn. Yeah. Jeez. Well, shit. Oh man. Oh, there is one thing I have been playing. I it was a impulse buy last night. I bought Sonic Mania. And Sonic Mania. I'm going to talk about it next week for sure. I played the first three levels and it is fucking awesome. It's amazing. It is a Sonic game. It's like a best of of like the original Sonic games. And That's great. It is so, but it takes it takes Sonic and modernizes it in such a perfect way because it's ah, full of surprises and really interesting things that just pop in and you're just like whoa what the uh, i don't know i don't I, i'll talk about it more next week but yeah. sonic mania is something special seriously <laughs> it is it so is the best special. sonic game to come out in 20 years <laughs> easily but yeah that's uh this has been games on earth i think we're gonna end it there quick episode sure. it's a quick update everyone's super busy so we're gonna just Push this one out of mostly me talking about how much I love No Man's Sky again. Um, and, yeah. So, thanks, everyone, for listening. Uh, thank you to Kyle Lansford for the intro-outro music. Uh, Brad, do you have a prompt for me? Yeah. Derek, um, why don't you take us through the history of Sonic the Hedgehog and... Um, <laughs> How he made it all the way to 2017. Oh, God. Okay. Long, long ago, in the shadowy corridors of the Yorkshire Castle, there was these, this parchment uh, one of the, the, the scryers had found in his dreams. Uh, and it was, on it was, was ancient hieroglyphic drawings of, of a blue hedgehog. Uh, and then another picture of the blue hedgehog slowly decaying and fading, uh, only to be reborn in fire uh, on uh, what looked like to them a, a tablet with strange uh, <laughs> black markings and buttons. It, they didn't understand the concept at the time, but it was a Nintendo Switch. Um, <laughs> uh, so this scryer, uh, he showed this to the king, and the king was like, You fool, the prophecy will never come to light. I will destroy you. <laughs> and he killed the scryer right then and there. And he took the prophecy and he tore it up. And no one, rem- no one was the wiser. 
flash forward uh, 1,387 years, and uh, there you have it. Sonic 1 comes out on Sega Genesis, sells gangbusters. It's 1989. Sega's rolling in the dough. They got a new mascot. Uh, someone to compete with Mario. Sega does want a Nintendo. It's it, Sega's the cool <laughs> guy. It's it's the golden age of, of console wars, uh, and it's Mario versus Sonic, and things are going crazy. Things are getting wild, and then suddenly tragedy strikes. The Sega Saturn just isn't a good seller. The PlayStation One comes out and just annihilates it in sales, and Nintendo comes out with the Nintendo sixty four. And Sega's like, oh shit, we're, 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 we're dying here. So they're like, one E3, they're like, boom, the Dreamcast, it's out today. Everyone go get it. And then everyone's like, what? And there was huge distribu- distributor problems. Uh, people were like, there's a new console out today? Oh my god, let's go get it. Oh, where is it? We can't get it. <laughs> there were big problems with the Dreamcast launch. And so not a lot of people were getting it. And plus... The PS2 was just around the corner, and people knew the PS2 and the GameCube were coming out. Like, I'm just going to wait for the PS2. I've seen the games that are coming out for that. It's going to be really cool. And so, it's like, Dreamcast dies. We enter the GameCube era, GameCube, PS2, original Xbox comes out, Microsoft, who cares? Uh, and then Sega has, the Dreamcast is long. It's the oldest hardware. No one wants it. No one cares anymore. See a Dreamcast, and Sega is destroyed by this. They're like, well, fuck. If we can't make our own consoles, we'll publish our games to other people's platforms. Who wants to publish our games with us? Who wants to make Sonic games with us? And Nintendo's like, you want to do some Olympics with Mario? <laughs> and Sega's like, no, we can't. The Mario, Mario would be the star. And they'd be like, Mario and Sonic in the Olympic games. Mario was the true star. Sonic was a was a sham. He was laughed at. They laughed at him for being in the Olympics with Mario. He tested positive for uh, performance enhancing drugs. Yeah. Anyways, throughout this time, dozens, literally dozens of Sonic games have come out. None of them comparing to Sonic One, Sonic Two, Sonic Three, and Sonic and Knuckles. The four great games in the pantheon. I'd say Sonic 3D Blast is okay too in my book. Although that was isometric and weird. I had a good time with it. Nothing compares to him. It's the mid-aughts. What was it? 2010, maybe? No, late-aughts. Uh, 2009, 2010. They come out with Sonic 4. Part 1 and Part 2. Downloadable games with just a few levels. Trying to recapture the spirit of Sonic. It first one Part 1 kind of works, but it's a little floaty. The controls don't really work very well, and... It doesn't. It, it, it gives people like me, uh, your humble narrator, hope uh, that the games I loved as a kid would come back someday. But they're not a, not a huge commercial success. So Sega keeps making more shitty Sonic games. Sonic Boom, Sonic. Uh, oh wait, what was it? Shadow the Hedgehog, uh, Sonic Adventure, one, two, three, four, whatever. I don't know how many there were. Finally, after all these years, indie gaming has come a long way with indie developer studios kind of bringing back the 2D platformer uh, in a lot of ways because it kind of disappeared for a bit. Uh, 
Um, but with indie games like Braid and uh, and uh, what was that one when it's all like dark and high contrast? Limbo. Limbo uh, are like, like those are like the first shots on this ushering in of this new and Super Meat Boy. Um, you get these new two uh, pla- D platformer games all coming out, and that then tons of indie studios are suddenly working on two D indie platforms. A new one comes out every week, basically. Um, and something people are churning out new ideas on what to do with 2D indie platformers. And then you get games like Shovel Knight. And things are crazy. Like the throwback style of these games while bringing in the uh, new lessons learned uh, from modern gaming game development. So like I, Shovel Knight's a great comparison. It's this game that's based a lot on Mega Man but with modern sensibilities for like level design and secrets and how the gameplay works and storyline stuff. So then a group of developers, uh, somehow Sega gets the great idea of putting, uh, some of this new, a new Sonic title, uh, in the hands of some, some of these developers. I think, uh, some of them from Devolver. I don't remember exactly. Anyways, what they do is come out with a game much in, a lot like Shovel Knight, but it is a Sega game. It is a Sonic game. It's an homage to the past and a new refreshing thing based on the present uh game development cycle like mentality um it's everything people loved about the original sonic and all the new ideas about that have come up in the past decade from the new wave of uh 2d platformers all combined uh and it is called sonic mania the prophecy is complete the scryer uh awakes from his tomb uh, one last time during the eclipse on August 21st and lets out a screech and everyone knows that Sonic's back um, and the scryer will devour the world. <laughs> 